Willie. Willie is here. We've got a good big four on the way. Who is our – we have a couple of good guests, actually, both from South Florida. Both TV people. At the end of the hour, you were able to track down kind of a viral star this week. Samantha Rivera, who stiff-armed a Vegas Golden Knights fan with her cell phone, didn't miss a beat, and continued on to send her live shot to Miami with highlights, will be joining us to discuss her more than 15 minutes of fame. I mean, we're just sitting here. We went to break, and I look up, and L. Duncan, who does her commentary at the end of the 3 o'clock hour on SportsCenter, she does these, these little nuggets, and one of them was on Samantha Rivera. I didn't hear what she said. Obviously, the sound's down. But, um, yeah, we texted this morning. Uh, a colleague from the Sporting Tribune, Marissa Flores, put us in contact because uh, I told her I was trying to get hold of her, and lo and behold, I got a text message. And I reached out. She messaged me uh, on Instagram. I sent her a text, and she said she'd be glad to join us. She did say, what exactly are we going to be talking about? And I kind of thought to myself, well, I I think you know, but it's <laughs> so. Um, I yeah. sent her a should, rundown. Should, should be, I did. Oh, I sent her, the, I sent her what we're going to be talking about. Matter of fact, I have to go into hours and add what I told her we'd be going to talk about. So All looking right. forward to that. Very nice. Uh, Damana, heads up. We're in a new video room. We'll do that on the air. Why not? Um, you know, the other thing that L. Duncan just did, she did a piece on, now I'm blanking on the kid's name. Oh, Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk. And Damon, as I looked at the screen, I was like, man, I feel really bad. I actually felt bad last night. I don't know how much, Damon, you get to listen to Cofield and company normally because Damon's in Ferrari this week. But um, I always tell the guys and I'll tell the audience, sometimes I have like host remorse after a show. Something will hit me. We're done at 6 o'clock. Something will hit me at like 9 o'clock. And I'm like, like why did I say that? I, I was a little tough on the little fat kid yesterday, Baby Gronk. Now, see, that's, that's the problem right there. I got really – Steve, he did, a, he did a, The 10-year-old did a bad interview. He's, put up, he's, been, he's been put up to all this attention. He's just some, like, little kid who plays football. And they got him with Libby Dunn. And he did an interview. And I think his dad told him, don't talk. So the kid just gave yes and no answers, and then I was like, I think he's stupid, which you shouldn't say about a 10-year-old, so I apologize. Do you, I mean, do you go through the same sensitivity training that we all have to? I know I spent hours doing some sensitivity training for Lotus. Wait, if calling a 10-year-old stupid is a violation as compared to other people in the building, okay, bring it on. I will, I I, I will defend myself heavily on if that's the most insensitive I was going thing more that, on that's the fat, I was going more on the fat kid I part. just call I call myself fat all the time. I call you fat all the time, too. I don't even know. Michael Russo was on with us in hour number one. I intimated that he was fat. I don't know if he is because you wanted to call him Big Russo. I was like, are you big, buddy? He's big time. Is he? Oh, big time. Big time, yeah. All right. Big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at Four. Number four. Sorry, baby Gronk. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I like to win. I'm not a high-level athlete. I never was. But I will go to extremes to win. Um, I know Damon wrestles professionally. I'm sure he has to do some things to get himself fired up for games. There's a couple things that we stumbled upon in the NBA. One is a story about Steven Adams. Listen to PG-13, Paul George, on a podcast Talking about big Steven Adams. 
One of the funny stories I had with Steve-O, late in the game, we out of timeouts. So I'm looking at Steve-O, and he's like doing this, scratching his face hard as f- I'm like, Steve-O, like, bro, what you doing? He's like, oh, mate, we don't have a timeout. I'm trying to bleed. Yeah, exactly. He says it like <laughs> that. <laughs> hey, light, face, he was oh trying to bleed so we can get the refs to give us a timeout. Hilarious. He's like, that dude was a, a warrior. What do you think? Just strap, you know, scratching up your face a la, like, Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair? Taking one for the team. Taking the razor blade, cutting your head open. Cut me, Mick. Cut me. Why not? Cut me, Mick. Cut me. Damon, do they do that in pro wrestling anymore? Have the uh, you go to the floor and then you cut yourself open with a little razor blade stuck in the hand? Oh yeah, blading. They do. Blading is still a thing. Oh, it's called blading. Yeah, blading, yeah. That's, it, you don't do it though, right? I mean, you're a young guy. You, you know, Damon's a good looking guy. You don't want to scar up your face. Yeah, that's the reason. It's going out of style. You know, you got to get color. But death matches are a popular thing now, and you get color the hard way in those. I'll leave it's, it at it's, that. De- it's definitely called that. Um, and we mean no disrespect to anybody out there that does actually does self-harm because it's also a phrase used for people who are recovering from self-harm. Blading. Yeah, they blading. cut themselves. People cut themselves in, in that in that regard, so we mean nothing by that. Jamal Murray also was a little bit intense, or at least I think he was talking about his dad here, right, in this interview with Malika Andrews. Is He starts to get in how his dad trained him. This sounds weird to me. Squatting with, like you said, T on my uh – my quads had to squat there for a while, um, a lot of time without a clock. So you didn't know how much time was left, which is a little bit different mentally. Um, and then uh, we had this big maple tree in the front yard. And so during the fall, like the leaves would fall off and it would be cold. And so I would learn like picking up the leaves with my bare hands, like it would strengthen my hands. So when we get in cold gyms, it's like, like nothing like it doesn't even matter how cold the gym is how hot the gym is um so just little things like that help me out and um, build my threshold all right one the the cold frozen leaves i don't really get that one much about picking them up and making your hands stronger maybe to cut but, your hands but what exactly whatever that's come on. anyone who does yard work you cut your hands okay i'll go home this week and just slap my hand repeatedly on a on a spiky palm to Toughen it up. Look at these hands. Actually, I don't do that. My hands are power slap. My hands have been untouched over the years. <laughs> I have not done any hard labor ever. That's why anything I actually do, if I if I ever like scrape my hand, I'm like bleeding forever because my hands are very delicate, very gentle hands, like a Zion Williamson type. Um, on the on the <clears> T <throat> on the knee, I didn't really get that. Or the T on the quad, what is that? I think that would is he it was a cup a, of tea? I, and I you're don't bending know. Down into a squat, and you got to like hold I, it and balance the hot tea. And if the tea falls on your leg, you just yes. get scalded. I don't know if he meant squats, if he meant sitting against a wall, because like when Jordan was in Taekwondo, and he that that was one of the things you'd sit up against the wall. And then as they got older, you put weights on the wall, or you, or you, you line up on the wall. The, the Junior Olympic team, we would line them up on the wall, and they'd have to like hand a medicine ball down the row and back. And if you dropped it, then so that was some of the punishments that I gave Jordan. Instead of you know laying hands, even though I, I did spank him, I, sit against the wall or do push-ups. What happened to the kind of discipline that my mother gave me, just incessantly screaming at me? No, that's that's what? It's a waste of time. Obviously, look. What do you mean? Look at I turned down. I'm a responsible. Yeah. Adult you scream. Male. All you do is scream. That that is yeah. But I don't. I mean, I'm under control. I don't cuss as much as her. Uh, on the air, no. Filthy mouth. I don't cuss that much off the air. Believe me, I'm a lot cleaner than she is. Who's who? Who, who swears more? You or the SO? Oh, me for sure. Okay. Yeah. She's she's uh she's mostly good. Wait a minute. Your your, it, your mom didn't spank you? Uh, nah. Because after a while, you get. You, she's a she was a, she's a little lady. 
you know, she's like five feet tall. So, I mean, you get to like, when you're 12 or 13 as a boy, you're like, you, you know, you're not, it's not really doing anything. She's not like, you know, she's not punching me in the nuts or something. I mean, she, she, <laughs> it's not going to do anything. No. And my father was not a hitter. I have told the story, though. Uh, I was agitating my father one time. It was something, I was like 14, something about, he was putting an air conditioner in, and I was like annoyed it wasn't working, and you could just tell he was worked up, and man, he gave, he, he laid one on me. Kind of like you laid one on Jordan, where you're like, okay, whoa, wake up call. The backhand. Yeah. Uh, Damon, can you fill us in on what Murray was talking about with the tea and the, the quads? and was it, So I'm off on that, right? It wasn't like a hot cup of tea. He didn't mean like tea you're drinking. What did he mean? No, I, he meant like tea you're drinking, but also oh, really? like the wall squats. That, like, I'm yeah. sure that's what Willie means, you know, yeah. where you have to sit on the wall in basketball right. practice. You just got to yeah. sit on the wall and just hold your hands out oh, wow. and just sit against yep. the wall. I don't remember if this story is true, so if it's wrong, you, somebody can fact check me on this. But I think I remember even when Jamal Murray was like coming out for the draft, one of the stories about how hard his dad pushed him was like no cable in the house at like eight years old. If you want to be a pro, there's no, no need for you to be watching TV. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call an audible. Omaha, Treasure Island, Willie. Uh, we're just going to go right to number two because that, that was four and three. I got to call an audible sometimes to catch up. Number two. Number two. Yeah, nice job. Nice job. Um, I love Andy Reid. I, I am now starting to emulate Andy Reid. You want to tell people what's happening now with my wardrobe? You, yeah. I've, I'm you getting, definitely have the Andy Reid shirt thing yep, going. I'm getting puffier, and the big button-down, like Hawaiian-type shirt, is very, very comfortable. I'm, I'm building a collection. I love Andy Reid, and I love him for this. First of all, he starts talking about food, and he is gasping for breath at this press conference. But you know, they went to the White House, yep. and we heard some legendary stories in the past where athletes were like, "Wait, we're getting cold Big Macs and like, what? I mean, just nasty food." Uh, they asked him at a press conference, like, Andy, how was the food from the kitchen at the White House? Listen, he just goes on and on. I've never had this before. So a French toast, grilled cheese, and ham sandwich uh, that they sprinkled a little bit of powdered sugar on. I mean, it was phenomenal. Uh, the guys were, and it was, there was abundance of this. Uh, and and then they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. And then maybe the best part was they had, um, which I hadn't seen before, but little bite-sized squares of the heart of the watermelon. So whoever, you know, my hat went off to the chef. I went back and talked to him. I mean, I just go, you guys are unbelievable. I mean, whoever cut all of that out and had the patience to do that, hat goes off to him. Hat goes off to him. Now, hat it, goes off to the White House chefs. I love that. What's your, what's your favorite mention? What what sounds like a Monte Cristo? It is a Monte Cristo. Yeah. Exotic chicken fingers. What the fr- what is that? Yeah, we got to know. And then what- and then heart of watermelon. He he's like over the moon. Do you think that he meant heart shape, little heart shaped bite size? I don't know what the heart of a watermelon is, unless he meant that they went in and got the sweetest part. Nothing. There was no rind to be found. Yep. But I mean, if he was raving over heart shape, like they, they took the time. I'm sure they had like a cookie cutter that was a heart shaped and just banged out pieces. The, the, the whole thing that's amazing is you, you have to love Andy Reid for this and the raving of it. R.I.P. Uh, Mike Leach. Like, it's kind of like one of those where we loved hearing him just go off on something different, and all of a sudden he would have this whole explanation. Um, I was a little disappointed considering we're talking about Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches of all time, that he didn't know what a Monte Cristo was. I mean, when he I likes, saw- He likes cheeseburgers a lot. I, I think... I have friends who order the same thing every time they go out. I think Andy Reid orders a cheeseburger every time he goes out. So this White House kitchen was like over the top for him. Yeah. 
That was great. I mean, no, the, to hear him rave about like, it, I get it. I, I think I'm with you. The only thing I'm lost on in this one, I want to know what exotic, in his eyes, what are it. exotic chicken fingers? I want it. I, who's got someone in the Vegas market? I mean, they have really good chicken fingers here at Golden Circle Sports Pick and Bar. I don't know if they're exotic. Maybe they are. Number one. So I've seen this report out, and everyone's picked up on it. It's a little bit slow this week with the NFL. Hunter Renfro has no trade offers. What does that mean? What does that mean? And who told the Athletic that? Who's the source on that? I don't... Like, this sounds like one of those stories that would be planted, but I don't even know why it would be planted. What do you mean he has, there's no offers? Uh, yeah, I have to wonder if somebody... You know, I'm not going to put it off on, on the reporter in that he's just throwing that out there. I think, if anything, they planted a seed because it's a, it's, a, it's a nice nugget to have in your notes column out of mandatory minicamp. But considering the moves that the Raiders have made, the, the, the drafts that they made, I, I would have to believe that maybe not an offer, but some, there's been inquiries. An inquiry is somewhat of an offer. If I, if I ask you, hey... You know, so and so, blah blah blah. What about Renfro? It's not an offer, but there's inquiries. So by by saying there's no offers means there's absolutely no interest and nobody's inquired. I kind of find that hard to believe as well, just simply because of I don't know the way that the picture's been painted the last three four months. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. We're on every day in Reno between four and five o'clock. Battleborn has offices in Henderson, in Vegas, and in Reno. You need advice, you need help, call 766-1400. That's the number from anywhere in the state of Nevada. you got to dial 775 in the north. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. All right, rolling towards the halfway point of the show. We're hanging out here at Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook, and Bar 55-plus TVs. Come on down, check out the NBA finals another game they got to make it a series now the heat they really they really didn't i'm never going to use the word effort i don't feel like the nuggets were very threatened throughout that game a guy who's been on the scene in south florida in west palm beach willie espn west palm beach and also on tv is theo dorsey joins cofield and company how are you sir i am well how about yourself uh we're good we're good it's a friday so uh we're having a good time uh, what is it like right now in South Florida? To be expected, uh, hot as Hades, a lot of humidity. What are we doing? Well, well yeah, it, it's definitely hot. I mean, it sucks having to wear a suit, and then I'm walking from the train that, that I, I got here on and just sweating out my suit before I get to the Sayers Center didn't feel great, but at least some AC inside here. I'm now in the, in the media workroom where it's nice and cool. Nice. I guess the hope is... Maybe Jokic doesn't like the humidity. Just something to throw, something to throw him <laughs> off. Something to throw him off a little bit. This guy has been unreal, and I'm not asking this of you because you don't know basketball. I do feel like a lot of people like hadn't really paid attention to Jokic, even though he was a two-time MVP. As you're watching him, you're like, "My God, he is freaking good." Or, or is this a case where he's just taking it to another level? Well, what's funny about it is it really just feels at times just so effortless, and that's what's troubling as somebody who, who not only covers the Heat but is a Heat fan. It's like it's, you got to do something to make that guy at least look like he's working to get all those buckets or all those assists. And even um, during Game 3, you know, you're, you're watching and you're looking at the box score and the rebounds are piling up, and it's like, wait, yes. 
21 of them? Like, is, is it, is it going to stop? So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it, it's definitely different to see in person than, than on TV, but nobody was mistaking him for a bum uh, even coming into this series. The we, We're hearing effort, right? We're hearing – I mean, the Denver Nuggets in the game they lost – we heard they didn't put forth the effort in the past, last game. Did we haven't really we didn't really see Miami's best. How easy is it going to be for Miami to turn it on against a team that realistically has been the most consistent team in the NBA since the start of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's effort is one thing, execution is another. And, and in the first couple of games, it felt like the Denver Nuggets miscommunications and, and failure to close out on shooters or running into each other is what gave the Heat so many good looks to keep them in it, and you didn't see as much of that in Game 3. So I don't even know if it was as much of an effort thing from the Heat as much as the uh, the, the wide-open opportunity didn't come. But then when you look at the box score and you see Bam Adebayo had 17 rebounds and the next leading rebounder was Max Struess with four, uh, you do have to question at the very least, you know, the Heat and Heat culture fried themselves on jumping on loose balls, taking charges, all of the gritty stuff that comes with basketball. You can't really pride yourself on that and then also get out-rebounded by 25 at home in the NBA Finals. So, yeah, something's got to change there. Speaking with Theo Dorsey, ESPN Radio West Palm, NBC TV West Palm, also West Palm Beach. Joining us here on Cofield & Company, ESPN Las Vegas. Um, a weird question because I am one to think that teams in the same market follow one another. They get vibed off one another. I tend to think that during the opening rounds of the of different playoff series, teams watch one another. They're inspired from night to night. How much of a vibe is South Florida right now, and is it enough because they're both eight seeds? They're both have been shown they both have shown resiliency in different series. How much can the Heat sort of feed off of what the Panthers did last night to get back into this series? Is that such a thing? Do you think down there? There is a such thing as, as momentum out here in South Florida, and we really believe that. We've been preaching that on our shows as well. The uh, It started with the Florida Atlantic men's basketball team as a nine seed, making the Final Four in the same Final Four that the Miami Hurricanes as a five seed made. Um, I know that didn't end the way that South Florida fans wanted to see it end, but that wave has continued. you got two eight seeds here. You see Jimmy Butler practicing and warming up here and there at, You know, with the, with the Matthew Kachuk jersey on. Um, there's a lot of support between both teams. You see the mutual tweets and whatnot. So um, best believe that Heat players did see the effort that the Florida Panthers gave last night. Does it have any tangible effect on what happens tonight in Game 4? No, but at the very least, it makes the fans feel better about the wave that's going. Because if the Panthers lost last night, I mean, you, you know how it gets when, uh, when you're down 3-0 in, in a series, no matter if it's happened before. Uh, a lot of pessimism, and I already saw some tweets because the Panthers almost didn't squeeze it out um, of fans just kind of piling it all together. The Heat are down 2-1. The Panthers were about to be down 3-0. And also compiling on that, obviously, the two South Florida teams that fell short in the Final Four. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen, so at least there's an ease on the heart and mind of fans here at Casey Center. How much crossover with the fan bases are, or is there between the, uh, the hockey team and the basketball team? It's plenty. I mean, last night at FLA Live, I was there, and um, I saw plenty of Heat jerseys um, amongst some of the fans. Obviously, a lot of Panthers jerseys as well. You don't see as much Panthers gear at the Heat games, but um, for the most part, especially during this run, um, you know, we've, we've had a saying, it's like no days off. Every other night is a huge game, and if there's a, a break in between games, there's a, a huge 
not film session for fans, but you're out reading every tweet and every article about the team to see how they're going to make adjustments and shift back. So uh, the fan base definitely out here, though, though uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale, or, or Sunrise, excuse me, aren't necessarily right next to each other. Um, there's definitely a lot of crossover, and there's some fans that have been able to go to both games, um, just like some media members are doing as well. Who has to step up as a third option scoring-wise or even a fourth option tonight for the Heat? That's a great it's a great question because I think it has to be more so just a collection of shooters, which is a cop-out answer by me. But um, if the Heat don't shoot somewhere around 40% or above in this series, they don't really have a chance to win these games. You're not going to win trading twos with the Nuggets. They just get way more efficient shots. So the people that you're going to look towards is maybe Kevin Love early on. Does he get a couple shots that stretches the Denver defense out? Duncan Robinson, who got hot late in Game 3. Um, Haywood Highsmith. A lot of Heat fans have been calling for more Haywood Highsmith minutes. Um, maybe he gives something on the defensive end as well. And uh, you're just looking for guys, you know, Shrew, Spencer, if they can knock down some threes early, get the crowd into it, um, then you feel better about the kind of looks that he can keep getting throughout the game. Theo Dorsey's with us. West Palm, ESPN. So I've been really throwing out the jinx there repeatedly here in Vegas about a parade when you win a championship. And we were talking at the beginning of the week. Where would a Vegas parade be? Where would parades be for the Panthers or the Heat? Would they be in two different spots? Where, like, where have they had parades in the past? Where would they be? It would have to be um, in two different spots for the Heat. Right there on Biscayne near the arena is the is the obvious one. That's where it uh, all kind of went down right there. In, um, you know, right there around the arena during the big three days. Even though I wasn't around to be here, I've been talking to people about how just how crowded those streets were and how crowded it would be. And, of course, in Sunrise, they haven't had anything like that. And I right. think they would like to maybe keep it around that arena, around FLA Live. Um, they have the benefit of not being downtown, so there's more space to work with. Maybe you're able to spruce it up a bit more. And I guarantee you the Panthers fans, who, are, who have been hungry just to be back in the Stanley Cup final, they will pack whatever streets or venue the Panthers do, uh, do pick. Even though, again, like you said, I don't want to get superstitious start talking parade talk just three games into the Stanley Cup final then. Willie, you've been very big on showing respect to the different regions of South Florida. So what's your concern? If uh, Like we were talking about Inter-Miami the other day, and then Willie was flipping out, you know, flipping out about Messi and you know, where, where Inter-Miami actually is. You want to you get into this whole? Well, just because I lived <laughs> in Plantation. I lived on Northwest 5th Street, 13578 Northwest 5th so Street. it's all Miami. I, I, I think okay. it's not okay. Miami. It's all, Plantation it's Miami is area. nowhere near Miami. And I was, you know, now when I was a kid, I was zoned for Dillard High School, and then they built Western High School, and so I ended up going to Western High School. But I know the difference. Plantation, Sunrise, is Fort Lauderdale. I kind of feel bad that... Fort Lauderdale sort of doesn't – I mean, Inter-Miami is in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, the Panthers are in Sunrise. But when you when they talk, I mean, there are, there are a lot of respectful media that are saying South Florida. But for the most part, Miami's getting the headlines. And I think yeah. Fort Lauderdale's getting the <laughs> shaft. You said, well, Miami's always going to get the headlines. But people out here really hate us when you call it all South Beach. So as long as you don't call it South Beach all right. for any of the three teams, <laughs> you, you get the pass. All right? That's, that's step one. But, yeah, he's totally right on that. Like, Sunrise, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, all of the teams are spread out. I was just chatting with one of my teammates, uh, Christina Costanza, here at ESPN with Palm about how, like, look, there's no, there's, there's no, like, in the other cities you go to, you have stadiums within 10 miles of each other and whatnot. Out here, the Dolphins play in Miami Gardens. 
the Panthers play in Sunrise, Inter-Miami is in Fort Lauderdale, and of course the Miami Heat are at least in Miami as their namesake says. So it's a little spread out, it's a little weird for Miami fans. Maybe that's where they're getting the bad rap from. Uh, last minute here, Theo. I think we're sharing a brain today on Zion Williamson. I saw you retweet Zion and his community <laughs> efforts, and Damon, who's working for you know with us today, Damon was like, "Are the Pelicans trying to cover for him?" What'd you make of after this week? They're like, "Hey, look at Zion doing some charity work." Well, you know, look, Zion's obviously been, been putting a lot more work in the uh, in the community than he has been on the uh, on the court. Uh, for better or worse, but uh, I did like how the Pelicans tried to just get out there and, and, and back their guy up. Um, also, I always support a guy who's uh, who's doing something that benefits the kids, yeah. and you know he has his own to take care of very soon, and he also has a, a big situation there on 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 uh, Twitter to take care of. Hopefully, he can get that under wraps, huh? Yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> I might I might quote tweet you, Theo. I might quote tweet you and put. This is not Zion's, Zion's uh, hashtag only fan. All right. Oh, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Let the man live. He's young. He was living it up, and he lived a little too hard. God bless him. At, at Theo Dorsey TV on Twitter. At Theo Dorsey TV on Twitter. Theo, thank you so much. We know you're a busy guy. We appreciate the time. Thank y'all. Peace. There he is. Theo Dorsey, ESPN West Palm, and uh, West Palm on NBC TV. Boy, DeMond was funny yesterday. I think he, you were the one who said it. Maybe JVT did about uh, Zion has a type. I finally got into uh, looking at some pictures of these ladies. Man, he, uh, whoo, some whoppers there. Nice, very nice stuff, very nice stuff. All right, halfway point of the show, we uh, truck, on, truck on forward here at the uh, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Good stuff today. Good stuff. We're getting the uh, Miami perspective. Oops. West Palm perspective. Oops. Uh, Lauderdale? I can't say it. Lauderdale perspective. Tonight, Miami. Game's in Miami. All right. We talked Miami Heat. Okay. And he's based in Miami. Just want to make sure I'm repping the right areas. You're good, Steve. You're good. Yeah, it's funny. Willie has a story about every almost. I feel like you went to school in every market. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I don't remember ever hearing you talk about. I know you lived in plantation. I assumed it was for like a year, and eight, then you're like high school. Months. This eight months. The end of you eighth, were a vagabond. The eighth Your family grade, was kind of a vagabond or vagabonds. The end of eighth grade and the beginning of freshman year. My mom met my stepfather. That year we moved. He worked for the airlines, and then at the end of that, by the end of that year, he got another promotion, and we ended up in Minneapolis. Eden so Perry. I'm actually more of a Floridian than you are, I guess, because I I lived in Florida for like two years. Hated it at nine and ten. Too humid on the west coast. Mm. around Fort Myers, okay. which I would like to go see, but uh, I'm not going to do that anytime soon. Um, I was sad to see pictures uh, the other day of, uh, you know, they got hit by a hurricane and Fort Myers Beach was beat up. Ugh. Yeah, still hadn't, re- still hadn't recovered, so that sucks. No, I, never but I, 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 I really like the state of Florida. I actually, I think it's a... Really? I think it's a great... Uh, I mean, I like, I like the state of Florida. I don't like what's going on there. Um, but... I don't see I, that. I, I like their sports fans. And I think they have pretty good sports talk radio, and they're they're pretty intense there. Now, part of that is, and if you know people are savvy, um, there are a lot of Northeast transplants, so there's a lot of that that attitude, especially in the Miami area. You know, hey over there, a lot of lot of Jets fans, a lot of Bills fans, a lot of Patriots fans. 
Yes. A lot of Yankees, Mets. I could see that part of you liking it, but the, the, as far as the humidity and the sticky and the bugs and the, I just. I, well, you have to realize, I, I um, you know, I was talking earlier that I'm, I'm basically morphing into Andy Reid. Mm. So I'm getting puffy and I wear Hawaiian shirts or patterned shirts. Um, Willie, I don't know if you know this, but at nine, I, I, I didn't weigh 250 pounds. I didn't have like 38% body fat. I was a little thinner then. Okay, at 12, I, I guess I guess I dealt with I dealt with the heat a little better as a nine year old. At twelve, I was scrawny, so yeah, same thing. I still didn't like it. But but you are right. Making the adjustment when you've lived a lifetime here, and people people outside the market like they don't think this is real. When you've lived a lifetime in Vegas and you get used to this heat and no humidity, when you go to places in the South like Florida, it is it is unreal. I'm not saying I can't do it. But I remember, like, you, you see when I, the audience doesn't, but you see when I get here, right, we have some setting up to do. Yeah. And I, I do remember, I, I went down to Florida a bunch of times when I was on the UFC beat, and we went down a few times to set up shows at the Seminole Hard Rock. And I still remember, set, like, doing the set, because we didn't have an engineer with us. You know, we brought all the equipment, we do the setup, you know, jack of all trades, master of very few. And I, I still remember being like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like just pouring sweat. I told you the story. I think it was on this show. Remember? And then and then Adam was like, no wonder you have a low Uber score. Uh, <laughs> what happened? We went down to what Jordan did a show. Yeah. I want to say it was his first pro show after getting his pro car. We go to Miami and he get you get, you know, you get the spray tan the day before and then you get one the morning of oh, yeah, the show. Yeah, 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 the spray tan. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, you meant for the bodybuilding. Okay. Yeah. So he, uh, he, uh, we go to the show at this old theater in Miami, and he gets out of the Uber, and half the tans left on the guy's no. back seat. Yeah. Then what happens? You get a low Uber score. I got a low, low Uber score. That's a disaster. Yeah. That is what it is. They were leather seats. He could wipe it off. He can wipe it off. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. So, uh, but that that was the last time I was there, and I dreaded it. The next time he went there, I was like, "Dude, I don't miss a lot of your events. I could count on both hands, maybe how many events I've missed since he was five years old." When he went back to Miami for a second show, I was like, "I'm done. I'm not. I, I can't do it." This hour in Reno, in Vegas, is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Seven six six fourteen hundred is the number. Dial seven seven five in the north. Give Justin or Matt a call now. Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Man, this could be a rough spot, Willie. This could be a real rough spot. Willie, Cofield, Treasure Island, right off the strip, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Damon is back at the Finley Toyota Studios. I very rarely apologize for Las Vegas. I love this town. I'm proud of this town. I think we have really good fans here. But Samantha Rivera is on. She went viral this week because she was over at the Fortress, and some jabroni was trying to get in her shot, and she had to take matters into her own hand. Um, Samantha, I hope you still like Vegas. I hope we haven't ruined it for you forever. <laughs> no, well, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. I am fully aware. I was just the one fan, right? I think everybody has been so great. Um, you know, even after the incident, the nice PR team reached out to me. They apologized for everything, assured me that they would have more security around. So, no, it definitely hasn't ruined Vegas for me. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, for, for I would say for the every 99 out of 100 supporters you got off of that, I know I quoted it immediately before I even realized we had a mutual friend, and I was like, this POS needs to be dealt with. Um, there were a couple, I was reading threads, there were a couple, especially in response to my 
Twitter where it was like, because of the very last parting shot where I can't wait get, to get back to the classy Florida fans, like there were people like, hey, that was just one guy. What are you trying to say about all of us? It's not all of us. It's not that deep. It, it wasn't that serious. <laughs> I think they need to relax. Don't worry. Like I said, I love Vegas. I've been there a number of times, so it's a great place. <laughs> What's the What for you, I mean, because I know when, when our mutual friend Marissa reached out, she was like, Willie, she's going to try to get back to you. But um, th- the messages that you have had, the nationwide attention, I mean, just an hour ago when we went to a break, I'm looking up on SportsCenter and Elle Duncan, she was doing her, her nuggets, and you were on there. And I'm pointing going, hey, we're gonna, she's going to be on the show in a minute. Um, what's it been like for you? It has been wild. It's definitely a weird position to be in. I mean, you know, us as journalists, we never want to be the story, right? Um, so it's, it was definitely overwhelming. I remember the night it happened. Um, I didn't expect that kind of response, you know, out of something like that. And so I got back to my hotel room and I was like, why am I still so like, I, I don't know, the adrenaline was really pumping through me. I called my dad and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, the adrenaline is still there. And he's like, just get away from the phone. Like, just. You know, you need some rest because I had an early flight the next morning. Um, but no, it was it was a lot. And then you know, even trying to go to sleep, like I accidentally left my phone on, you know, with the sound on, and so I got woken up through like texts and phone calls and all these things. And I'm just like, part of me was dreading having to travel all day because I had a connecting flight. But at the same time, I was like, at least I'll be away from <laughs> all the notifications for a few hours while I'm in the air. But no, I mean, honestly, the majority of, you know, the responses have been positive. You know, you, you hear from family and friends and, you know, how proud of me they all are. And it's interesting, too, because you hear from some people that you haven't exactly talked to in, in years from exes from you know people that you went to high school with and all that sort of stuff so it's definitely been an interesting time to say the least once again speaking with samantha rivera from cbs miami and if you're listening and going who is that well (laughs) if you didn't see the stiff arm heard around the world and i told the story i relayed the story based on articles that i read and your you know just how you saw it a peripheral but if you can i know you probably told it umpteen times but just just tell our listeners firsthand how this went down, you sort of saw him peripheral. I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so I definitely saw the guy. Um, he, he just kept staring at us. He was behind my photographer, and it looked like he was talking to somebody, and he pointed at us at one point. I just had a bad feeling, and we were already on camera. I was afraid that they were going to take us early, so I couldn't say anything to my photographer. So all I could do was keep my eye on him. And so when he came around, I don't know if I heard him first or I felt him first. But as soon as I sensed him, I was like, it just, it, it was a, it, it came so naturally. Like my arm just came out. I was like, this is not happening. Like, are you serious right now? I was not, you know, in a place where, you know, we were asking for it or anything. We were in a designated spot, right, where the league told us to be. And it was after the game. Fans were supposed to be leaving. You know, we were doing our job. And I, you know, told everybody this. I would never go into somebody else's place of work and try to mess up what they're doing. It's just not, it's not right. It's not respectful. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all happened. And I don't know what they did with him. I, I was told that, you know, they kicked him out. So I don't know what happened to him after that. But, yeah, I was, uh, after the shot, I remember being annoyed and angry, and I had to get ready for my next live shot. So I was like, eh, 
you know, <laughs> just got to keep moving forward after that. So you developed the uh, physicality where? Since you've been in Miami or on the mean streets of Chicago? You know, I like to say that I was born with that. You know, um, come, I come from a very uh, strong, strong family. Um, my sisters and I, it's so funny. You hear people asking, like, you know, did you grow up with brothers? No, I just had two younger sisters that I fought with a lot. Yeah. Um, and my dad, he likes to try to, you know, teach us the martial arts moves, even though, you know, we didn't always want to learn. But, you know, we were always doing something. And then, you know, we grew up playing, um, you know, different sports and stuff. So, and then I also recently, kind of recently, um, almost a year now, being vegan, uh, going to the gym. So I am going to oh, wow. have something to do with it. So, yeah. Well, you know what? When you, a- <laughs> when you come back here for game five, because there's a couple days off if you get here. So my son owns a gym, a go. private gym, the right gym off the strip. Oh. Come work out. I got, you, you have a free seven. You have free. T- t- whenever you're here, you get to come to the perfect gym for free. How's that? Oh, I love that. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> All right. So let's let's transition. You've told this story. I'm sure you're long-winded and out, out talked about. I mean, you're, you're done talking about this. Let's talk about last night back in Miami, or excuse me, in Sunrise. You're, you're, you're cover for Miami, but Game Three, um, they're down 2-0. They've been blown out. What was the atmosphere like in person, and of course, when the game-winning goal is scored? Yeah. So I mean, it was crazy. It was so loud at FLA Live Arena. You know, you saw babies chilling with their little headphones on. You know, new and longtime fans yelling their heads off. It really was just such a fun atmosphere to be in the fan base is so deserving of such a special night i've only been here for a couple months but honestly just seeing you know how excited they get about this team i mean they're they're so deserving and i know some people might say you know well it was just one game but it was one really big game for south florida so i say let them have it right let them have this moment but the team too right sergey bobrovsky he had a huge bounce back game he had 25 saves uh, Matthew Kachuk, you know, coming in clutch, tied it with just over two minutes left in the third. And then, of course, Carter Verhage, oh, my gosh, with an amazing overtime game winner. I mean, I got chills watching it, right, seeing everybody just jump out of their seats. It was overall just an incredible night, really, for the team and, and the fans. Samantha Rivera is covering the uh, Panthers for CBS Miami. Uh, we're going to sound a bit ignorant here because, you know, we all uh, don't study every single market. But uh, what is the, what's the whole rat thing and how far does that go back? Uh, you know, I think it's, it's part of the, I mean, it, it's rats, right? It's, it's, uh, the Panthers. And I guess from my understanding, I'm still, like I said, I'm still new here. So I'm still trying to figure everything out. But I mean, the second those rats go, go out on the ice, it, yeah. it goes crazy. <laughs> so yeah, it's, and rat thing, I mean, I think. it's those little things, right? It's those little things that differentiate a team like this. Um, and it's like you can't help but want to root for them, right? They came in as an eight seed. I mean, it's such an incredible story, really. Samantha Rivera is on Cofield and Company at ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, beyond you know the the incident, right? A fan acting like an idiot. What was your impression of the crowd, uh, the hockey atmosphere here in Vegas? Because you know a lot of people told us just like they tell. Uh, South Floridians that, you know, hockey doesn't belong there. A lot of people told us before we got the team that it wasn't going to work here. It's worked. So, in general, what do you think of the atmosphere? And one of the things that always catches me when I go to games as a fan is I, I think the, 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 the um, sound level, the noise level at 
the arena at the Fortress at T-Mobile is is like beyond what I've ever experienced before. I, they just they're drumming it in all the freaking time. Am I overdoing it, or is that kind of your reaction too? No, you're absolutely correct. Like I was told the same thing. Like, oh, it's going to be loud in there, and just hearing the rehearsals, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this place is way too loud. Like I'm going to come out of here deaf. This is ridiculous, but. The atmosphere is it's wild. You know, you have all those fans, you know, and in the six short years that, you know, this, this franchise has existed, I mean, to have that many fans, right, and be so passionate and loyal about it, I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. And then, it, I mean, it's Vegas, right? You guys have fun with it, with the theatrics and, you know, the club music. It's it's fun. You you can't help but, you know, get into it. And what, what was that one... Part, I think it's like right before every third period, you guys have something called like nightclub, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> because D- DJ Joe Green's nightclub with a K. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a lot of fun. I love it. Now, was that uh, you've been to Vegas before? I have, yes. Okay, so 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 you're already familiar with the town. Now, in coming here, when when you've been here, and then now uh, as a uh, you know when you come on on business. Are there places that have become favorite spots for you? Is there some place you like? Oh, when I go back there, I gotta go there. I gotta eat there, or you gotta visit. Is there some place in Vegas that has sort of become your spot? Oh, there is one spot, um, but I cannot remember the name of it, and it's gonna make me so sad. But it's a it's a vegan spot. It's something like there you go. The, oh, the Modern Vegan or something oh, okay. like that. Something along those lines. It's a really good spot. Um, it's one of those places where like you eat it. You could take a person who's not vegan to go eat there, and they they wouldn't even know that it's like some different food, right? It's so so good. Okay. Um, so I just go there, um, and honestly, I just kind of you know try to hang out with some friends, and and I feel like every time I go, there's always something different, right, on the strip. So, I mean, yeah, I I've got some spots, but not a whole lot. I think it's just and. I don't know if it's just me, but, like, after a couple days of Vegas, because it's a lot, right? right. <laughs> if I'm not, like, out, out away from the Strip, then it's kind of like, it's a lot to take in. But, well, um, no, yeah, it's fun. Well, if you, you know, depending on how long you're down here during the stretch between uh, four and five and then back for six, if there's a sixth game, get yeah. downtown. There is a place called Tacotarian. I am oh, not. I am not into vegan or, or vegetarian. My son took me there. He's like, you will never know the difference. It is out of this world, wild Tacotarian downtown. And if I run into you in the arena on game day, I'm going to introduce you to one of the game up uh, people for Vegas, Sarah, who is a vegan, and she knows all the hot spots for 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 the for the vegan foods. That is amazing. Okay, and real quickly, you guys, I have some family that is listening to me. Okay. So, so you guys asked about, about the rats, right? So I just kind of went with it. I didn't really ask questions. So they're telling me now it started when uh, a guy killed a rat with his stick in the locker room before scoring two goals in a game. So so that's, that's where it comes from. <laughs> there you go. Following up quickly during a live interview. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. we appreciate the spot. Hopefully we give you a good vegan advice and we can sort of pay for giving us 10 minutes. We appreciate <laughs> it. And sorry you had a, a weird experience the last time you were here. We'll see you uh, during the week, okay? All right. See you guys soon. Thanks. She is. Samantha Rivera had a stiff arm someone the other night as the guy was trying to duck into her shot. Yeah. Yeah, so we get the history of the rats. I'll get you the real the uh, she gave it. I'll get you more history on the the whole rat thing on the way back. And yeah, the place the place you mentioned, um, Modern Vegan, is actually very much a local place. So it's not 
you know, it's not a strict place. So she got some good advice. Yep. But there, this is again. I'm not a I'm not a vegan restaurant person. I do go often. Uh, the SO likes to you know go there. Um, this is actually becoming a pretty good town. We had this whole discussion with Xavier Pope. Yeah. Same thing. Our buddy out of Chicago. Five o'clock hours on the way. We'll see you, Reno. You can listen to the rest of the show at lvsportsnetwork.com.